Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Come on. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Hello everyone, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, glad to have you with us tonight, this June, what is it, June 28th, 2020, good to have you guys with us, a lot of people are texting me already, pretty neat, um, makes me feel good, I, sometimes, you know, I, I, I don't have like a, I suppose a low self-esteem and I feel good about what's going on in our church, but a lot of times I'm surprised that people listen to me on the radio, I guess I am, <laughs> but I know, um, but I appreciate it. I really do. And I'm glad and thankful that you're listening. And, and you can text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Let's see who's texting me tonight. We've got um, we've got Brother Rose from Kentucky. He's been saved 47 years. He needs prayer. He's having a surgery on Tuesday. And in this surgery, it's going to decide whether he'll ever walk again, according to the doctors anyway. Lord, we ask you to touch Brother Rose God, we just pray that you touch this man and just heal him, and we pray in Jesus' name. Brother Griffith from Great Falls is listening. Good to have him listening tonight. We've got um, Sister Brett's and Kildare listening, sweet lady. Uh, Doug 
Fuller listening up on Lake Sakakawea somewhere. He uh, says, have fun and get her done. Okay? Uh, I could do that. In fact, I got a subject that I'll be very interesting to, or I'm very, um, what's the word I'm excited to talk about? I talked about it in our church service today. We've got Carl and Jeannie listening from Michigan. Glad to have them listening. These are friends of ours that uh, if I'm close by them, they come and see me. That's kind of neat. We've got Brother Schuler listening in Grafton. We've got the evangelist Bill Farron listening down in Missouri. Are you still trapped in Missouri, Brother Farron? Uh, we know we need to get you back up into North Dakota. We've got um, the this is Brother Joe listening, Texarkana, Arkansas. He he texts me a lot of stuff. My good friend Brother Jones is listening to me out in Minneapolis, and he's coming out for my grandson's wedding. He said, "I'll see you on Friday." One of my grandsons is getting married this Friday. And uh, let's see who else we've got. Uh, Brother Johnson listening. Where's he at now? He's in Guymon, Oklahoma. Um, or wait, is that where he's at? Anyway, I'm just taking a little time. We've got uh, Casey listening tonight, and um, and we may have Shane listening in California tonight. So, um, so we uh, are glad to have him listening. You can text me 701-290-7862. Now, I haven't even told you about what I do. I'm the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. If you are listening online or on Holy Ghost Radio, I want you to be aware that this is a radio station that I'm broadcasting on, a regular AM radio station. It's not a Christian station. It's kind of an oldies rock and roll station, but... The, uh, we buy an hour every week to be on this, this program and, or this station and it's well listened to locally and the people here at the studio have been so kind to us over the years and have helped us so much and taught us, um, how to do this. And the station, um, owner from years ago, Lee Lease, I had become good friends with him and he was here for many, many years until he passed away and we have been doing this for 20 years now. We've got Pastor Jeff Soberg listening in Harvey tonight. Good to have the Sobergs. I pray for, in fact, some of you that have texted in, I pray for you every single day. Do you know that? I, I do. So, well, tonight I want you to be, uh, feel free to text me any help you can give me on this topic, any scriptures. Uh, if you send me scriptures, don't just send me the scripture reference, but make sure to um, text the whole scripture to me. That, that will help me. I want to talk about a king tonight, King Asa, and um, my text, my um, reference will be in Second Chronicles 15, chapter 15, chapter 16. I may be reading a few verses there. I want to start out with a scripture in Proverbs 19.3. It says, The foolishness of man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. And in the Living Bible, that simply says people ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Wow. Ephesians 5.15 says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And so we're looking at this concept of foolishness, of fools. The title of this broadcast is Unintentional Foolishness. And that gets me to King Asa. If you read in Second Chronicles 15 and 16, you'll see, you'll read a story of a king that ruled in Benjamin and Judah for 41 years. Very long reign. Uh, the Bible said he was a good king. Uh, he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. The Bible says that in Second Chronicles 15 and 17, that is, the heart of Asa was perfect all of his days. Uh, we read kind of on the, when he comes on the scene, we read about a prophet that comes and tells Asa, if, you, if you're with the Lord, he'll be with you. If you forsake the Lord, he'll forsake you. Asa bought into that and began to clean up the idolatry in the country. He removed the sodomites from the country. In fact, he even sat his mother down because she had an idol. And so uh, I thought that was interesting. Even his mom, he, uh, he said, you, you know, you're not going to be the queen anymore. Because you worshipped an idol. Uh, Asa, not only did he do this, but he actually began to reunite some of the other tribes of Israel that came over. I don't know if you realize that, but some of the other tribes of Israel came over 
uh, some of, portions of those tribes came over because they saw that that God was with Asa and they wanted to be part of it again. So things were going his way. And this was like this for 35 years. But then Asa did something foolish. He had called the king of Syria to help him in a battle against the other ten tribes of Israel. And when this happened, a prophet came to Asa and, and reprimanded him and told him this was foolish that what you've done. And in Second Chronicles sixteen nine through 10, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, he told Asa. And so we read earlier that the heart of Asa was perfect all of his days. So Asa meant well. Now, you couldn't tell it by what happened next because Asa got so mad with this prophet that he put him in a prison house. And the Bible said he was in a rage with this prophet because of this thing. So here's my question. How could a man whose heart was perfect towards the Lord, how could he now uh, have done something so foolish that has got a prophet to reprimand him? Well, in my broadcast tonight, we're going to talk about this because I believe your heart can be right, but you can still do something foolish. And foolishness, some of the other words for foolish, I asked in church some of the other words, and some people said dummy and different things. You know, those are all true. But another word for foolishness is carelessness, being un intentional, not paying attention to what you're doing. The intent of foolishness is not always evil. For instance, somebody might be texting and driving. The example I used in our church service today, I'm not going to use now on the radio just because I'm kind of trying to protect, um, it's a story that I just don't really want to tell on the radio, but, but I can tell a lot of other stories. You're texting and driving, and you're not paying attention, and a little kid jumps out in front of you, and you run him over. Did you have an evil heart when you did that? Probably not. You probably didn't intend to do it. But I'm not sure if you'll ever get over it, and for sure that family of that little boy will never get over it. See, could people, let me ask you this question, could people with an evil heart and evil intentions end up in the same place as good intention people who act foolish. They could. They really could. This, this, um, you know, this, this. Uh, there are good people that aren't paying attention to what they're doing, and they do dumb things. You know, uh, you know. Sometimes um, young people. Uh, especially we categorize maybe teenage boys or young men that are driving crazy and somebody dies because of it. Were they evil? Now, you could say they were. You could say that they they were evil, but I'm going to say they weren't. Uh, I'm going to say they didn't intend to do that. They didn't intend for that to happen. Good people can have bad things happen to them through carelessness and thoughtlessness. Let me, let me read that text in the Living Bible again. It says, um, it, it says this, and I think it's so good. It said, people ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. So they, they, did, they weren't paying attention. They were, they were making uh, big mistakes. And now they're angry at God because of the mess they're in. And that happens all the time. It really does. Like people are foolish. You know, they, 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 they do foolish things. Like, like for instance, uh, a person that has the Acts 2.38 message. Let's say they're a single person. Why would you marry somebody that doesn't believe that? Well, I would say most of the time it, when that does happen, it's not well thought through. I would call it foolish. And... Because of foolishness, your children may never really have a good solid home to grow up in. 
The challenge in our broadcast tonight is for us to pay attention, to get our affairs organized, simplified, so that we can not live a life of constantly fixing emergencies. And I'm going to get into the spiritual part of this in just a minute. Um, Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. that song. Greg McCool is who's, who's the singer. Got a bunch of other people texting me tonight. We've got um, we've got some Lomans listening up north of Belfield. Jeremy and Becky listening in Bismarck. The Stegners are listening from Bowman. And we've got um, Lori listening to Southheart. And Brother Johnson is in Duluth. That's where he's at right now. He texted me that. We're talking about unintentional foolishness and how it how much trouble it can get you into i left off before that last song talking about how fixing emergencies in our life constantly fixing emergencies in our life is um is a real waste of time or even having our friends having to fix or our parents or our families having to fix the emergencies in our life because of our poor planning and our foolishness an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure that's true it takes more energy to fix it takes more energy to fix our carelessness than it would just to be careful doesn't it we read the story in luke fifteen eighteen. jesus told a story about a woman having 10 pieces of silver she lost a piece Does she not light a candle, sweep the house, seek diligently till she find it? How much time would this woman have saved if she hadn't lost the peace? Is the Lord responsible to bail us out of our foolishness, out of our carelessness? Or isn't he trying to stop it from happening? Isn't that what's going on with this radio show tonight? I'll read it again. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Foolishness ruins a person's life. It, it it brings problems on themselves. A fool is responsible for his own actions. He shouldn't blame the results of his carelessness on the will of the Lord, but they do. 
Well, it must be the will of the Lord that we lost this house. And so I've got a lot of time tonight, and it's not a like a real deep subject, but I want to just talk about some practical things before I talk about the spiritual. We Foolishness will cause you a lot of trouble. Unintentional carelessness. You know, like, we need to take care of the things we have. Proverbs 12.27, The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. In other words, you killed something hunting, but you forgot to cook it, and now it's rotten. And you went through all that work to kill it, track it, sneak up on it, but you forgot to cook it. My wife and I sometimes are amazed at how people we watch are so wasteful. They throw away so much food, for instance. Here again, I, I, um, I, if my mom's listening, she'll tell you I'm kind of a cheapskate. I've always been thrifty. I guess you could, maybe that sounds better. But like my wife and I don't really throw away food. You know, we say, we, you know, if there's a, there's a half of a piece of toast left, we might put it in the fridge and have it tomorrow. But through carelessness, people lose a lot of things. Uh, some of you may not know this, but I own a, I'm half owner of a um, siding and window and roofing business here in Dickinson, Simon's Homes. Yeah, I just got free advertising, didn't I? Well, one of the reasons that we're so busy is because people don't want to take care of their own homes. They want to hire somebody to do it, and we're glad to. But if you have a leaky roof and you don't take care of it, it's going to cost you a lot more than just a roof. You know, we have to, you know, we've got to be, even in the things of this life, we've got to be intentional. We've, we've got to be careful. You know, we, we need to um, get our lives organized. Uh, we need to help our children, give them a plan, teach them how to work. Um, you know, like, don't all of us feel better when our, like, our house is clean or our office is clean or our garage is clean? Well, sure we do. Like, this, we need to, here again, people ruin their lives by their own foolishness. So you never check your oil, you never change your oil, and now your car's on the blink, and your friends have to get together to buy you a new car. Well, that's nice to have good friends, but you see, even our carelessness can make those around us have to go out of their way to help us. I I heard a story one time, my pastor, Pastor Walters, he's passed away now, but there was two ladies, I think it was Rose and Jewel, if Sister Walters is listening, she can correct me on this, but Rose and Jewel, one of them was coming to church in the wintertime wearing um, like sandals, and she was sick, and Pastor Walters said, I'm not going to pray for you anymore until you start wearing some snow boots. You know, there's a... Um, I've got uh, Pastor Soberg up in, in Harvey listening. He said, uh, lost a lot from one moment of being careless. Falls happen in an instant. He fell off a, a man lift and was hurt. And, and he's still suffering from it today. It wasn't an evil act. But carelessness can cost us a lot. You know, bad tires... No registration. Check engine lights on, and we don't know why. How about our children? You know, is anybody still listening to me out there? Is this all right? You know, I'm, I'm talking about how people, there are good people that have good hearts, that are living stupidly, foolishly, you know, they're, they're like, like with their, their money. You know, they've got a car that runs good, don't have a lot of money to burn. Car's got 140,000 miles on it, and you get the itch to buy a new one. Well, your car with 140,000 on it, it's not worth anything unless it's a diesel pickup. It's not worth anything. I've got a car with 146,000 miles. It looks really nice, but it's not worth anything. 
I'd be lucky to get $3,500 for it. So why do I want to sell that car and buy another one, brand new one, for 25000 See, there are people that in this area in Dickinson that make really good money, even now. Better than a lot of places in the country. We had a big oil boom here a few years ago, and there's still a lot of jobs here. There's, um, I mean, it was really slow when the oil prices tanked, but, but I think they're coming back. We had a new couple in church um, today that is up here working from Mississippi. But if you waste all your money and you're careless or foolish, like, like for instance, um, and I, you know, I, I'm just taking a little time, brother Farron. Am I doing all right? Am I doing okay? I'm just taking a little time here, but. Like, like for instance, you know, if you go to the convenience store every day and buy some stuff, like some snacks and some pop, I mean, it's a ripoff there. I go to the convenience store just about every other day to buy gas, seems like, maybe every few days. But when I go in there, unless something's on sale, I'm not going to buy that. Am I saying that's foolish? It is if you don't have any money. Like I know people, I think they spend, I I think they spend five to ten dollars a day doing that. Now, if you've got money to burn, that's fine. But if you're living on a strap budget, that's foolish. See, foolishness can cause people to lose their homes. Foolishness can cause people to get their cars repossessed. And foolishness can cause children to grow up in a dysfunctional home. Like, children need to be taught everything. They need to be taught to brush their teeth. They need to be given a proper diet. You know, I, I, um, I'm just rambling here, but I'm talking about intentional, unintentional foolishness. I don't think people intentionally try to feed their children junk food and their ki- kids have poor health and are obese. I don't think they intentionally do it. I think they just foolishly do it. Like fussy children that don't eat certain types of foods, there's no excuse for that. I th- Here's my opinion. You can take it or leave it. I think kids snack all day long on whatever they want. They whine and cry, and their parents give them Doritos and uh, cheese popcorn and candy and fruit snacks all day long. And when it comes to supper, you set down your roast and carrots and potatoes, and they're like, just picking at it. Why? Because you're foolish. If children would come to the table hungry, everything sounds good when you're hungry. I don't like liver, but if I'm hungry, liver doesn't sound that bad. The way my wife makes it, it's okay. It's not, I mean, it's not the greatest. You know, if you're going to raise children, you've got to be intentional. There was a young couple many years ago that came to our church, and uh, they had two daughters at that time, and they were very well-behaved children. And people would compliment them on their children. In fact, one of their children is listening to me right now, and she's still pretty well-behaved. Or I don't know if Chris thinks she is, but anyway, the... uh, Somebody would ask the dad, they'd say, boy, you sure got good girls. And he'd always say the same thing. Well, they weren't born that way. (laughs) We're working on it. That's what he'd say. And boy, I'll tell you, I've never heard anything truer than that when it comes to kids. Some of you think kids were born good. Well, (laughs) I hate to hurt your feelings, but the Bible says that we're born sinners. You don't have to teach kids to lie. They'll do that. They'll figure it out. You don't have to teach kids to fight with their brothers and sisters. They'll figure that out. You know, there is a... uh, The Bible says that foolishness is in the heart of a child, and the rod of correction driveth it far from him. You know, let me just tell you this. Babies that die because they're left in hot cars that's that's a horrible thing to think about but do you know that could happen to just about anybody you say well it would never happen to me 
Praise God for that. But in a moment of carelessness, you you ran into somebody's house, you've got your mind on 50 other things. And while you're in this house, they pour you a cup of coffee. And in your mind, you think little Billy is with his mom or with with his dad. And you come out an hour later, and Billy is dead in a hot car with all the windows rolled up. Let me just tell you this. I I don't know, you know, you could disagree with this or not. You can lock those parents up if you want to. You You can call it whatever you want to, manslaughter, whatever. You can do whatever you want. I mean, I'm not I'm not the judge here. I'm not the law. I don't even know what the law is on this. But I'll tell you this. You wouldn't need to lock me up if I did it. Because I don't know if I'd ever get over it. In fact, if the if the baby could have I didn't this didn't happen to me, but I'm just thinking about it and it's it's kind of making me emotional. But if this You know, I mean, any parent I know would rather spend forever in prison and let that baby come back to life. Everything important in life has to be intentional. It really does. I'm going to read some of my texts, and uh, there's some good news out there. Good news was the bad news was wrong. with my Jesus Every time I'm talking to my friends I find I'm talking about the Lord Everyone I meet just want to tell them about this sweet, sweet salvation Since I've been buried in His name Things round my house they just ain't been the same I'm gonna stop Singing the blues and start spreading the good news. The good news, I found a closer friend. The good news, he's coming back again. The good news, his power is real today. He will take all your sins and wash them all away. I can't keep it shut up in my bones. I can't keep still. Makes me wanna stop everybody. Tell them just about this change that's come over me They can't believe that I tell them about the Lord when I meet them on the street Now they all stop and stare when they see me standing there with a word in my hand Now the old man I used to be is making up for lost time Everybody liking this music? That's some Greg McCool stuff. Now, my mom, if she's listening in Bismarck, I'm not sure if she is or not, but if she is, she does not like that type of music. So, so she just told me country music, the, the people sounds like they're singing through their nose. That's what she always says. Um, anyway, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, we're talking about unintentional carelessness. I've got some people texting me stories of unintentional carelessness. Um, brother got frostbitten one time. He didn't have the right clothing on. Uh, somebody said they married a wife that wasn't really rooted and grounded in the faith. Uh, you know, I'm trying to bring this out today that 
you can end up in a lot of trouble even if you didn't intend to by just not paying attention to what you're doing. A lot of trouble. You know, this, this, um, you know, I, as a pastor, I, I'm trying to, you know, and I know not everybody listened to him. I, I'm not your pastor, but I'm trying to tell you that, that, um, when you see somebody on top of Mount Everest, they didn't just fall there. They intentionally climbed there. Anything good in life, whether it's, whether you're good with your finances, whether your vehicles run, whether your home looks okay, whether your children turned out okay, it's all intentional. It's, there's not luck involved with it. And so when the Proverbs, when, when the, when Solomon said that this foolish person ruins his life and then gets angry at the Lord, like why do all people all some why do other people have all the good luck, Pastor Bob? Well, it's not really all about luck. There's a little bit of luck in this world. Time and chance does happen to all. There's there's a little luck. But the harder you work, the luckier you get. The more opportunities come to you. You know, um and that's why it's intentional. Like you that have small children, you need to know where your children are at. At all times. That's your job. That's what you need to do. And that you have to be intentional. You can't just take a nap whenever you want to. I mean, uh, I know parents that do. And here again, nothing breaks my heart more. Nothing. I don't think. Well, that's kind of a broad statement. But I'll tell you what breaks my heart a lot is when I'm listening to the radio and I'll hear... uh, a, you know, a, a news story. Three-year-old child found wandering in the streets of Bismarck. Social services have has taken the child. Parents are charged with child neglect. That story makes me really sad. And you say, yeah, I bet you're really sad for the children. I am. But I'm really sad for the parents, too. Because, now, here again, if they're on meth or they're all drunk, you know, I understand that. But some parents... They just aren't thinking. And now they're in all kinds of trouble. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be, but I'm just saying they are in all kinds of trouble. Now, there was a day when when things, when people weren't so worried about people hurting children that sometimes a neighbor would find out where the kid lived and bring them home. But even then, um, a lot of things could happen to a two- or three-year-old wandering outside by themselves. I mean, they don't have enough sense to know to look both ways for cars and different things like that. Why am I saying all this? Because there are people that don't intend to lose, but they do. If you've got a story that where you unintentionally were careless, text it to me. I won't tell your name. Some I've already had some people doing it tonight. You know, just weren't paying attention. You know, I, I was um, down at the gas station. There's a gas station called Lucky's to Sorrow. It's down on Villard and 10th. I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at a, a vehicle. I was trying to get around this vehicle, and I smashed into a pole with my really nice black Hyundai Sonata. This was a few years ago. Boy, did I feel stupid telling my wife that. You know, I mean, the way I talk, I think it's women that are supposed to be doing that, not me. <laughs> That's sad. But I did it. And I had to take it to the body shop, and I had to pay my deductible. I think it was $500. I think that's what it cost me, $500, because I wasn't paying attention. I didn't try to do it, didn't mean to do it. But I wasn't watching. And it's all kinds of things. Our occupation. You know, you better pay attention to what you do for a living. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says, Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Um, you know, I was just, I had just come in from a branding. Uh, I, I came in from a branding just a few minutes ago, just before the radio show. And, um, 
You know, the Bible says that we're supposed to take care of, if you've got animals, you're supposed to take care of them. Do you know that? <laughs> Proverbs twenty-seven twenty-three: Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks, and look well to thy herds. How many people, how many ranchers, lose their shirts because of carelessness? They're not paying attention to their, their cows. And their cows are in a bad spot. One of my son's ranches out in the Badlands, it's some rough territory. You can lose a cow there. You can fall in a sinkhole. You've got to ride a lot to check those cows to see if they're doing okay. And on and on and on and on I can go. You know, I could talk about our health, you know, our teeth. You know, like I could talk about, you know, the um, that you're, you're grouchy all the time. Why don't you get some sleep? You know, like foolishness, like it's foolish to stay up all night and get up at, to go to work at 6 in the morning and do that for a week and think that everything's going to be fine. That's foolish. You know what? I don't know if anybody's liking this program or not, but I'm having so much, so much fun talking about that. <laughs> I just am. Because it's it's the kind of stuff my pastor talked about, Pastor Walters. He, he In fact, Brother Jones, can you hear Pastor Walters right now? Can you hear it? I mean, he influenced me. You know, I mean, he he really did. He would say stuff like, pick up your clothes, they'll last longer. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, my dad used to say, if you wash your car, it'll last longer. And the reason it will last longer is because a clean car makes you want to change the oil. It makes you want to do all kinds of things. You know, I mean, you know, I... I, it feels like I'm doing some kind of self-help thing tonight, so I better move on to what I'm really talking about. But but all of this applies. Everything important in life, everything that's good, it has to be intentional. And how about our walk with God? How about it? That has to be intentional too. Nobody is going to heaven by accident. Nobody is just going to unintentionally wake up someday in heaven and be like, oh man, did I get lucky? I went to heaven. Jesus said, the kingdom of God suffered, suffers, suffers violence and the violent take it by force. You're going to have to put some effort if you want to go to heaven. My good friend Wes Arnold used to tell me any old dead fish can float downstream. But if you're going to swim up against the current, that's going to take some effort. To go to heaven, it's an intentional thing. Like you intentionally pray. You intentionally go to church. You intentionally uh, read or listen to your Bible. Like you, that, see, I know people that are so lazy that they can't go to heaven. They're so lazy they can't serve God. You can't go to heaven being lazy or living foolishly. You're not going to make it. You say, well, I've done some foolish things, Pastor. So have I. God's grace is there when I fall. And, and I'm asking, you know, I ask for forgiveness. But, but there are things that are really hard to recover from sometimes. You know, I use the example about the baby dying in the hot car. I, You know, if that happened to you, you're listening to me, and that something like that's happened to you, or maybe one of your children got out of sight and ended up drowning in a lake, that is one of the saddest. And here again, you can get all mad at the parents if you want to. I don't. Because if they're parents that think like me, they're going to be mad at themselves the rest of their lives. You could throw them in prison. In fact, they'd probably like it if you shot them. And I know there's bad parents out there. I get it. You know, don't you don't have to tell me that. But I'm, what I'm telling you is, good people do stupid things, and end up in the same boat as bad people, and that's exactly the way eternity could be. There are people that have good intentions. They mean to do well. They say they love Jesus, but they don't follow through. And they foolishly make decisions. Like, like for instance, I knew some people one time. 
they moved close to where we live here, about 60 miles from Dickinson. They moved there because this lady's mom lived there. But when they moved there, they left a good church in Louisiana. And there was no church where they lived. It's about 70 miles from us. Well, we tried to get them to come to our church. In fact, we even started holding services down there where they lived. But do you know that, as far as I know, none of those people are living for God today. And the two daughters, I don't think they know much about it. We tried to fix their foolishness. Like, why would you move to a city that doesn't have a good Pentecostal church unless you're starting one? Salvation is intentional. Let me just play a part of a song so I can kind of get my thoughts together to wrap this up. You can still text me, 701-290-7862. He sat way in the back And he showed up every time The revival doors were opened And he didn't seem to mind The stairs of the saints As they came walking by He's just a dirty old loser couldn't win him if you tried Every night he showed in ragged clothes To hear the pastor preach Some folks showed up early To sit a little out of reach Just look at him sitting there With that old long hair and that beard upon his face No self-respect, no dignity Why, there's nothing there to say Well, he sat through all the singing And he listened to God's word But he seemed unaffected as if he hadn't heard When they bid them all to altar call No one stopped to share The miracle of God's mercy That was waiting for him there Now with a heavy heart He walked outside this broken, ragged man And he slowly brushed the tears away With gentle, nail-scarred hands The saints had failed to look beyond The falls to find a need And he cried to think how things haven't changed they nailed him to a tree Now the story It goes on and on But the names of the churches change We gather there in one accord To save in Jesus' name A world that's lost and hungry They can't touch the master's hand. Been playing some Greg McCool stuff tonight. I'm going to end this program with a, a Bill Farron song in a little bit. We're talking about the title of this program is Unintentional Foolishness. And we've talked about a lot of practical things. But I do believe that we could end up in the same hell as an evil person by just not intentionally 
being saved. Salvation is intentional. Repentance is intentional. Water baptism in the name of Jesus is something you do. You know, over the years, I've baptized a lot of people in the name of Jesus and hope to baptize a lot more. Hope to baptize some of you listening tonight here in Dickinson. But many times uh, when people come up to me, or let's say it's a good church service, and somebody, uh, one of the a brother or sister opens their Bible and shows a visitor that they need to be baptized in Jesus' name, lately, and I don't know if you like this or not, but lately, the last several years, I they'll say, hey, pastor, they want to get baptized. I'll say, well, uh, meet me in my office on Wednesday before church, and we'll talk about it. Now, many times, several times, they don't show up on Wednesday. Now, you say, well, why didn't you baptize them right then? I would have, if they would have insisted. In other words, when I understood baptism the way I understood it, when I saw it for the first time, and the pastor would have looked at me and said, you know, let's do it. You know, this was on, I was on a midweek service in Valley City when I, when the pastor were there. I was second time ever in a Pentecostal church. He read Acts twenty two sixteen. Now why tarriest thou? Rise, be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. When he read that, a little voice in my head said, you need to do that. He got done with his Bible study. I raised my hand. It wasn't time for raising hands. It wasn't time for questions. He said, yes. I said, can you baptize me like that tonight? Now, if that pastor would have said, well, come back Sunday and I'll baptize you, I'd have been like, "Uh, nope, (laughs) you're going to baptize me now. See, baptism in Jesus' name is intentional. Like, nobody should be making you do it. When you see it, you should be making them do it to you. So everything we do with God is intentional. You know, and so one of my jobs as a pastor is to warn people that we need to pay attention. We can make some serious spiritual mistakes. I I got a text from um, Jody up in Harvey, and she said one time she backed into her dad's work truck. She didn't even pay attention. Does he know about that yet? Does he, does he know that? I hope so. Because I just, if not, I think I just told on you. But salvation, pay, helping people pay attention to what they're doing. Just like Asa's prophets were trying to do. They wanted him to pay attention. Asa, his heart was perfect before the Lord, it says, but... And it says all of his days. But he did something foolish. And that seems to be even worse to me. Because the remorse of a good man who just lives foolishly is a terrible thing. And God wants us to think about it before we do it. You know, you know God wants us to live a life we, where every step that we take There's a reason for it. This is just old-fashioned wisdom that I'm talking about. You know, that's that's what, what I'm talking about. It's just, I mean, you do dumb things. Like, like you, maybe you've been on meth for 10 years. God delivered you from it. And so one day you run into your old meth buddies and they say, hey, come on over and have a cup of coffee. And you're not ready to do that. So you might foolishly put yourself in a position of temptation. You see, you see what I'm saying? Not every move that people make is evil. I'm not saying there isn't evil. But I think people are foolish. I, I think a lot of these protesters lately, a lot of them just got wrapped up in the excitement of a, of a cause and it turned into foolishness. You know, how, how does burning down a building going to fix racism? Like, I, I, I don't make the connection. 
especially the building you're burning down might be a building that's owned by somebody of, of color. So now you burned his building down, he can't work, but you're fixing racism. Like, that's dumb. Well, anyway, so everybody that gets to heaven wanted to go and did something about it. That's the truth. And I believe that you can be lost and not even know how you got that way because you weren't paying attention. You're playing your video games, you're wrapped up in your entertainment. And you weren't paying attention that you don't pray anymore, that you don't come to church anymore, that you don't listen to preaching anymore, you don't hang out with the people of God anymore. You see, you'll end up in the same hell as a person that is just a mean person. You know, this... I've got a lot of mercy for un- people that do things unintentionally. I do. You know, I like I say, I my heart breaks every time I hear one of those sad stories of of child neglect or something like that. I, I just feel so, you know, I, I'll hear the, like, you know, I'll hear the sad story of somebody got drunk, got in a fight, and killed somebody, or nearly killed somebody, or nearly choked their girlfriend to death. And yes, they need to go to prison. Yes, they're criminals. Don't don't think I'm not saying they're not. But a lot of times, when you get to know them when they're not drinking, they would never do that. They didn't mean to do that. We have to have laws against drunk driving. I understand that. But when the drunk driver kills a child... I know you say when he got drunk and drove, he chose to do that. I get it. That's why we. That's why we call it a vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, I, I'm not saying we shouldn't change the laws, but don't you see what I'm saying? People do foolish things, and you that think you that people don't or shouldn't, how many foolish things have you done? Youth has a tendency to be foolish. You know, as a pastor, I sometimes I just hope I can get people through their teenage years to where they get some brains in their head again. In the Old Testament, the people that were under 20 years old got to go into the promised land because God said about them, they didn't even know their right hand from their left. A lot, not much has changed. You know, that's why young people need to have some wisdom from older people to help them because you can do some pretty foolish things. And end up in a lot of trouble. In one night, you can ruin your whole life. In just one night, one bad decision. Well, I want to tell you that our next church service will be Wednesday night, 7.30, 501 Elks Drive. And then Sunday, this Sunday, because our church camp's coming up next week, we're only going to have one service at 11 o'clock. So everybody listen to me, pay attention to that. If you come at 10 o'clock for our, we have a Bible class Sunday school at 10 and worship at 11, we're not doing that this Sunday. We're just having the one 11 o'clock service because a lot of people will already be at our church camp, be getting ready to go to our church camp. Uh, we're having a big wedding at our church, and so there's just a lot of things going on. Tuesday nights in Beach at the Beach Community Center, is we hold a service there at the Jesus Church. And then the uh, Cornerstone Apostolic Church in Bowman, right on Main Street, holds service Thursday nights at 7.30 and Sunday mornings at 9.30. And so, I think it's 9.30, is that right, 9.30 or 10? So, so glad you were listening tonight. I um, I just uh, appreciate it. Like I say, sometimes I'm amazed that people care care to listen to me on the radio, but I, 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 you know, I enjoy doing this. I do. I've done this for twenty years now, and I just enjoy it. I, um, I, I like it. I, I've, I've seen some good things happen because of it, so I'll probably continue to do it. And, um, and it is kind of icing on the cake to get these texts that people are listening. I know a lot of people listen that don't text me because they tell me they do, and they even tell me what I said when I run into them here in Dickinson. 
It's it's fun. I mean, I enjoy it. I've, I was in a house one time talking to somebody, and this other person that was in the room said, are you Pastor Bob? And I said, yeah. And they started jumping up and down because they recognized my voice. <laughs> I thought, well, that's neat. So I'm going to pray tonight. Lord Jesus, we're thankful to you for everyone that is listening. And Lord, I pray that they would listen tonight to this admonition that we do need to walk circumspectly. We need to pay attention to what we're doing, where we're going, what we're saying, the decisions that we make. God, they, they affect everything, and especially the important things like salvation and our children. Lord, help us to pay attention. We just pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, Lord willing, I'll be back with another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then, good night. Come and see us at our church if you live here. If not, find a good apostolic church somewhere close by.
just take the devil's trade But when that season's over And all that's left is pain I wouldn't have a new life And I wouldn't be born again Hey, life gets so expensive When people live without The one who bled and died for them The God who bring them out Of all their pain and heartache Their sorrows and their trials Jesus destroys depression Replaces fears with smiles So I'll hang on to Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.